Hey, it's the Hook Better Leads podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We are helping small businesses be more profitable and effective by hooking better leads. Eat grand desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Today, I've got Scott and Devin from the Art of Construction podcast. And Devin also runs a windows and doors company. We're talking about why construction company marketing agencies suck. <laughs> and what to do instead. Devin, how you doing, man? Well, thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I can feel when we're talking about like marketing agencies, I can feel the tension and it's it's difficult because you, you've identified a few issues with marketing agencies that serve the construction industry. Talk to me about what you've found. Yeah, so I'd start off by saying I went to college for marketing and thought I knew everything and came out and worked in the global supply chain for four years before I said, this is just so ass backwards and it's all about buying up market share. So I started over and the art of construction was born and I've been at this ever since trying to say, let's break down these construction silos and really help contractors and affiliates grow their business. And to do that, you have to really learn by doing, right? And so I've had so many great mentors in the industry and sometimes I like to call them crusty contractor, crusty supplier because of the resistance to change. And I would also say that with a lot of, with all departments and it comes into the marketing to say, are you really getting the right leads to the right people and tracking that? That's a lot easier said than done. Boom. And we were talking about how uh, marketing agencies often have a one size fits all process. And, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to apply that to whatever we come up against. So maybe we work for a construction company. We also work for a supplier and we're trying to do the exact same things. And I, I, to be honest, I feel as though that is something we certainly struggle with because there's as a marketing agency, just to give our side real quick. And I, I do want you to be spicy with me today. I want you to tell me the truth. I'll do it. We got, we have this, this tendency, like we want to either offer a service or there's also the people that offer a consultancy. And I've tried to put ourselves into the processes and create processes around deliverables. So it's a service versus, you know, being having to be that genius or you know what I mean like we're not genius but as a visionary business owner you often feel like you're a little bit more genius than some of your younger employees so you've got this process or consultancy and I've I've tried to create processes so it's more of like a service we have clear deliverables um, but yeah it is it is difficult because the more you template something the more like let's say we we've templated it out to the point where it doesn't bend enough per customer, you know, per construction company that we talk to. Yeah. So what does business 101 tells you to build systems that are repeatable, right? Yeah. And so to build systems that are repeatable, you got to start off by having something that you can repeat. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is they become the bigger, keep getting bigger and they build a repeatable process. Then they put the intern in to actually run that process when their customer wants to run something different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've had, I raised my hand and say, I've had plenty of good coaches that have taught me to say, you have to simplify to multiply. And so when you simplify and you have to really start off by looking yourself in the mirror, because it's so easy to blame the marketing agency. They all suck. It's so easy to blame your customer. They all suck. Right. But you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to build something simple that then I can go get the right help 
for where I want to multiply, right? So if you don't simplify, and so we call it the customer care wheel, we call it the continuum to continuum cradle to cradle, not cradle to grave, because we don't want to have a lead that turns into shit, right? <laughs> and that's what these marketing agencies, doesn't matter what spiel they start with, it boils down to my deliverable is this, and it created that, now pay me more. And that's when it starts and it goes and the people are doing the work and then the person gets the bill. And then it, there's this, uh, this, I paid what for what? So you better be ready for the what for what, right? So you better begin with the end in mind for whatever you're trying to set up. And in today's conversation, if I'm understanding it right, we want to help market your business better, right? Yes, absolutely. And you've kind of taken this. So you've taken a turn and you've decided I want to bring somebody internally. So this was one of the ways that you're solving for this problem. Um, I I would argue that there is an opportunity to to work with an agency at that level, like having an internal marketing manager, I believe, you know, to bring in specialists as appropriate. But like, tell me the story of bringing in Scott or, or maybe Scott, maybe let's switch over to Scott's point of view real quick. Um, Scott's the marketing manager for both the, the, you know, the, uh, international met like platform of the art of construction, construction. And, as well as for your windows and doors company, how has, uh, he enabled you internally to, to do better than what a marketing agency could do? Because that's the problem people are trying to solve. I think here. Yeah, well. I come from working in the in the agency life before working in house here um, as marketing in the construction industry. And basically, when you're in house, the biggest difference is you're almost like a journalist. When you're a marketer, an in house marketer, you're around what's happening in the company every single day. And for something like construction, the whole consumer goods formula of marketing, which is just numbers, we reach these many people, which means on average we're going to get this much in return doesn't work for construction because it's so much more complicated. It's not just an end user. There's all these different people on the projects and with windows and doors, who's purchasing them. It could be the contractor, it could be the architect, it could be the homeowner. So you have to promise more than leads. You have to promise the right leads and to get the right leads, you really have to understand the promise that the business is making. And then you have to understand the process of how they deliver on that promise. And as an in-house marketing professional, that's really the best way to, like I said, be a journalist and be on the ground in the business, truly understanding that. And agencies just don't really have the capacity to do that most of the time because they're in their office. That's good. That's good. External promise to an internal process. And that's something that we've struggled with as an agency, as you mentioned, like I like getting out there and talking to our, our construction companies. I like getting on the roof. I like, you know, being in a kitchen remodel and that type of thing. But I, it is hard to, to familiarize yourself with every single client in that way. And the, it's something I've struggled with where we're trying to make a promise about somebody's business and we don't have the ability to say, we need to change this process. You need to change this process. <laughs> so yeah. you're trying to make a big promise. And that is hard as a marketing agency where you're like making a website or something. And you're like, there should be more desire in this landing page, like in this homepage, we need to figure out a way to create more desire. And you're trying to make a big headline. And it's like, are they going to deliver on that? Are, are they going to be able to make this internal process correct? So I love the way you put that. 
Yeah, so I would add to that is I call it outsourcing inside. You first got to look inside and really understand your story that makes you unique, right? And you have to be able to really be able to tell that story very well. And then you have to really understand B2B versus B2C construction types, all these different personas and all the stuff that you can spend all day, every day on that. And you're never going to get it perfect, but you better have an idea, right? Before you go get the right amount of help, right? So you have to outsource, but you better inside have to understand that. And every time we tried to just turn it over to somebody else, we didn't do it right. So you have to look yourself in the mirror and get the right mm -hmm. help at the right time is key when you're going to bring in the right help or you're going to elevate and delegate from within. So that's where I talk about my champions, right? So before you turn it over, you better make sure they can do it better than you. And that's the whole, all the different platforms of entrepreneur operating systems, Simon Sinek, start with why all these things that boil down to why do we do what we do, right? And you better be able to communicate that internally and then watch out because then you're going to have a guy like Scotty that is taking what I've built that now he can tell others that, that story. And we all tick a little bit differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And so once you get that, now I could give you our customer care wheel with our defined personas and these different things that we actually understand. We don't just pretend we understand. Cause I raised my hand and say, I used to pretend. Well, sometimes you fake it till you make it, but it's hard to get the right amount of help that way. And it's That's essentially beautiful. marketing and operations are a lot more tied than people think. And I think that is the number one issue that um, construction marketing agencies face is they're not tapped into the daily and, operations. And above all that is even more than that is this thing called the P&L. And so the person who actually makes the decisions usually doesn't understand what we're talking about here, right? So you have amazing people that can do this journalistic work. You have this amazing person that can go out and help you craft the story. But the person that decides who pays for it is typically someone at a level that is just looking at the P&L. That stands for profit and loss. So you better make sure you're making money with this and you better be able to have the lead generation tool match up with the company's directives in their P&L. And not just that I gave you more leads because what ends up happening with that is you say, now I got to spend more money to take all care of all these crappy leads. That you gave me. That's what these yeah, marketing agencies help me with. Right. Hey, 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 sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we're the provider of those crappy leads. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because, okay. From my point of view, it's, it's hard to take responsibility down to that level. I saw another, uh, another marketing agency that focuses on construction companies talking about how the MQL is dead. The MQL is dead. The marketing qualified lead only qualified pipeline counts. But the problem is we've got, the, I want to challenge you, Devin, and then you can, you can come back at me. So let's have, let's have this discussion. Let's have out these meaty topics. I was a marketing director at another company where I was just responsible for that company's leads at one point, right? Just that company's leads. And you got to have uh trackable items, right? And I'm not responsible if a, if a bad sales guy can't close deals. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, what is the criteria that identifies an, a marketing qualified lead and a sales qualified lead? There has to be some trackable progression. And I guess I could be setting up a straw man if you don't disagree with, or if you don't think we should get rid of marketing qualified leads. But this, I would argue with this person, and of course I'm ramped up about it because 
marketing qualified leads, it's a really good metric. We should be able to, we should be able to do that. I think it's a little bit of the sales comp, the salesperson's role in a company to qualify. And I'd rather, I think most salespeople would agree. They'd rather have more conversations, even if they're not perfect conversations. I know I don't want to burn out the sales guy and that's something to watch out for. Like to me, the worst leads, the worst leads are like, paid Facebook leads or like just paid leads where they're like not organic and the person's barely qualified and they come in that way. I don't love paid stuff, but I feel like organic, um, if somebody comes in through like Google search or, you know, a little bit more like brand awareness campaigns, those leads are, are good enough. <laughs> are good enough. Roast me, Devin. Tell me the yeah. truth. So, so let's look at a case study here to help understand yeah. this, right? So let's look at a corporation, Anderson Windows. This is not publicly traded. So huge numbers as a company, right? But they have three different buckets. And so what I'm going to get at here is you got to really understand what bucket you live in, right? So Anderson sells to the pro channel, which... My company in Colorado is a dealer of that. But at the other end of the spectrum, they have Anderson by Renewal, which is the same window just stripped down to it's all about selling in-home, selling payments, B2C versus B2B. And then in the middle, you have the big orange box, right? And so what happens in our industry, a shout out to like Mark Mitchell of the Wizard Summit. He's, he's, he's mapped out all this stuff that is not lineal that marketing agencies think this stuff is lineal, how it works. It's just not right. So you have to understand where you fit in the bucket. And then you got to understand in my case, like I thrive in entrepreneurial situations and the more custom, the better. Right. And so high end custom projects. So then you have to go out and say, okay, if you're going to be in the entrepreneurial world, then you got to figure out. So like we did a deep dive series with uh, cultivate advisors and they call it the five stages of the entrepreneurial journey. And so we did six podcasts. You can go check that out and you can go and you can say, you have to go out and experiment, but you can only experiment for so far because the riches are in the niches. And so what are the riches? You got to figure that out. That's the, that's a building evolution of Simon Sinek start with why. So how do you figure that out? Right? So we all come from these different learn by doing mentalities and that's what you got to figure out to say, are you, are you marketing to just get, as many homeowners to hear your story, or are you getting as many crusty contractors to get off their fence and do something a little bit differently? So, you know, hey, I, so question for you, that whole MQL thing, do you feel that that's a trackable, uh, do you feel like that's a trackable yeah, I've already, I've already forgot what your MQL. Oh I yeah, get on, yeah, yeah. I get on all Sorry, these Mark, DM, all the, these marketing no, no, no. guys have all, all their good. own language. That'd be like me no, getting no. into yeah. talking, speaking window and door. Like forget all that. Like I don't speak yeah. window and door. To Sorry. Sorry. Anymore. Marketing qualified lead. Basically like there's, from my point of view, there's sales qualified lead and then marketing qualified lead. I, I apologize. I'll cut this part out. The point is, no, no, is I like, don't want you to cut it out because it's good okay. to hear to say we, yeah we can't get out of our own way most of the time is yeah. what I'm saying by this is to say yeah. MQ, MQL marketing qualified lead is a standard thing in marketing world or sales qualified yeah. lead to me, sales and marketing is one team. And yeah. so we have SOUs statement of understandings. There's my abbreviations, right? We all have our yeah. stuff. Yeah, but none of that matters. <laughs> none of that matters. What matters yeah. is how, how do you do business to do more of that? 
Yeah. Right. So that's what you're talking about. Is it the person yeah. on the marketing department doing it or the sales department? And you're spot on when you talk about you're going to burn out the salespeople. They are a bunch of yeah. butterflies in our industry and we're <laughs> struggling to get more of them yeah. because they just want to be out, you know, smoozing their customers. Well, COVID changed all that. Right. So now we're yeah. trying to figure that all out because the digital age is truly here. And Scotty is teaching me like I'm a digital immigrant. I'm over 35 mm -hmm. years old. So there's things I am whacked out on that, but I'm stuck in the middle, right? Yeah. Of my parents who, uh, I don't even know what the term for them, maybe Scotty can help me, but Scotty's a digital native. So yeah. the stuff that's just normal to him of MQL and all this stuff is just standard stuff. But the generation gap's a big thing is what I'm getting at when it comes okay. to MQL versus sales leads. Yeah, I'll strip down this question for a second. What do you judge effectiveness by? What numbers? Is it just revenue? The P&L. Just yeah, and that's At the end it. Of the day, like, you have to start by the P&L, yeah. and then then you have another bucket that is, does it feel right? Because you have mm -hmm. to, and that's not that's the part that how do you how do you actually what's the tangible how you do that right? Yeah. So like how I call it, I call it my hobbies, right? And so when my CFO says, Devin, until it doesn't make money, it's a hobby. And just think about it that way. If like, if that's your passion, like art of construction has been my passion project for six years, right? Yeah. It didn't make money, but we just hit 400,000 downloads and it's a world live podcast brand. It's hard to do, right, yeah. Tim? It's hard, yeah. to, hard to build that. Right? Oh, and super I, hard. I didn't build that for Devin Tilly's window company. I built that for the art of construction tribe. And that's yeah. getting into the whole go-giver philosophy, right? So hopefully you give more than you get. That's, that's the touch that I'm looking yeah. at to say, are we giving more than we're getting to our ideal customer? That's good. That's where you have to touch that feel that, that touchy feely part that is so hard to add that other column of this special sauce to the P and L lead part. Right. Yeah. And so you were kind of talking about the challenge of like, Everyone wants to educate now, or even just like, let's say advanced contractors are well, That's what every marketing agency yeah. starts with. Yeah. Start with a landing yeah. page to yeah. give them a free thing that you get their yeah. data to start it. And people are so sick of getting a yeah. hundred bullshit emails a day. We have to change that. Mm -hmm. And you're saying like, it's harder to be heard. And then like, we have to move into that credibility piece and like basically being an influencer is the ideal scenario, right? So how do you kind of, between being just an educator over here where you're just another talking head that puts out another video that no one cares about versus, hey, we're trying to really enter into influencer category here. How do you, do you have any tips for other contractors that are trying to make that shift and try to cut through two, the noise? Two ways, two things is get off your high horse visionaries that you want to be influencers and step to the side and actually interview people that actually are the influencers that are concerned about actually doing it. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's the art of construction or in computational design of the data drop chasm is that you have a few people that put themselves out there and there's this whole tribe behind them. That's actually who we should be hearing their story. So mm -hmm. you got to put yourself out there to link that story together. So I'd highly advise you is to get someone who's never done a video before and mm -hmm. get them to have two people to show it with that have never watched a video before versus us people that are full of noise doing the same thing over and over again, beating our head against the wall. So we have to elevate and delegate this process to get the people that are the true arts of construction to blend us all together. So you, you did mention the data drop chasm um, there. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? 
Yeah. So I've seen it over and over again in my own companies and all the companies I work for. Nobody wants to switch their system and I don't blame them because there's two things we don't have enough of and that's time first and then money. And so nobody wants to change their CRM, their systems to add that stuff along, but you have to begin with the end in mind. So that whatever you're doing for marketing, better track all the way through to say, it's real simple. How many leads turn into estimates? How many estimates turn into work orders? And which one of those are the most profitable? That is so simple, but the problem is of that, those four step processes, I've, I've yet to see it turn into like we call it our customer care wheel that's less than seven steps because each business has their secret sauce. In a window and door company, it's logistics, delivery, install, and service. That's what makes them unique from all the other business practices that everybody has to do, right? So you have to take your three uniques and blend them in, into the lead generation tool that you can actually track over time and actually have data that makes sense. Because I, my own companies, we struggle to actually have data that we can make sense of. And it has to be real time because it's moving so fast now. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to just compile it, let alone it's hard enough just to even look at a report these days in our fast paced world. So it's back to at the end of the day is you have to simplify to multiply and really live the KISS model. And everybody on your team better understand that before you go to the next step. Awesome. So I want to ask some quicker questions here at the end, just about the successes you guys have had with marketing and what's your, what's going well. So as much as you can share um, fairly quickly. Um, so kind of, you know, maybe Scott's involved a little bit on these too, but Devin, the first one's for you. How do you hire people that are better than you at things? Don't stop believing. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but every time you do it, when it works, find out why, find that golden nugget. Uh, and, and just keep trying, right? So, uh, but learn from your mistakes. The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again for expect different results. Don't be that guy. How do you train someone to be better than you? Listen, shut up and listen. You have to, you have to really have good systems and, and put that out there, but then listen, because they're going to bring it back tenfold if you just keep talking. How can you... Um, how can as specific as you guys can get, and I think Scott would be valuable if you were able to talk to us is how can people make marketing filter people, not just attract people. So what are you guys doing to filter people through your marketing? I think it's about being as specific in your messaging as you can be like, not just being with windows and doors specifically, you could do this type of marketing for windows and doors. That's indoor, outdoor living, psychological benefits of light, like all the stuff you aim at the consumer, which is great, but to filter, you have to actually specify again, what is your internal process and your external process. And you really have to understand the specifics of the inner workings of the company and sales and marketing have to be joined at the hip in that qualification process. I don't think it can Mm. happen in two different silos. I think it has to happen together. And that's definitely how I see it. So if you begin with, if you begin with the end in mind and they have sales and marketing on the same team, then you're going to have a clear call to action. And so I've typically see the sales people wanting to do this product or this or that, but then the marketing silo will create this call to action that doesn't actually match. And then it creates mm-hmm. this, this total distraction of why did you give me these 10 leads about swatch sw- sw- in the window industry of swapping out glass when all we do is sell new units of manufactured systems, right? Mm. These are just 10 leads that I'd have to just wipe out of my system because the call to action could have been, is your glass too old? 
right? Yeah. Just a, like key, talk about key words. It's actually getting the team to understand and align on those key words because yeah. the whole SEO of now just Google is going to do it all for me. And someone who doesn't understand my business to bring me to the top of the keyword charts. Eh. Yeah. So basically just not creating that content that has the, that has the wrong general direction. Yeah. Yeah. Just not reusing what has already worked. Cause that's how direct marketing works nowadays. in so many other industries is you figure out what works based on number, based on engagement, and you just crank up the dial. And like, that's every direct marketer's dream, but that's just not how construction works. And marketing agencies typically, even though we think of marketing agencies as getting leads, what they also really are is education tools. And to bring it to that level in the world of construction, a lot of people don't know what's happening in their own industry, mm. in other parts of the industry. And it's supposed to be marketing's role, not just to sell things to people, but to engage people in a conversation about their industry. And that really is mm -hmm. what marketing and construction needs to move towards. It's not just recycling content that worked a year ago, but how do we continue to tell the story from this, again, almost journalistic perspective of what's happening in the industry. And that's really hard if you're working yeah. for all these different companies and you're just going from meeting to meeting to meeting and just moving the deliverables through. It's hard to really get inside the tent and understand that. That's why I'm a firm believer of having leaders of the tribe like Scott and his team. But then we're going to go get the right people to build our brands and other people's brands all together, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't do it all yourself. But you do have to have enough to understand a team, a team to build your processes. Yeah, I like, I like this conversation because I don't necessarily think we agree on stuff, but I think that we're being, um, we're being real. And it is a challenge no matter what. Even, the, even customers that love us probably can relate to some of the issues that you've had with marketing agencies. And certainly there are just literally scammer marketing agencies out there that literally just, which is unfortunate, but there are actual scamming agencies that aren't doing much that are selling SEO or certain things. And so I, it's I awful like how many there are. Yeah. 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 I'd be um, curious. But, what's something yeah. that we said that you didn't agree with? I'd love to learn and get something back well, from you. Well, here's the deal is I love content marketing. And to me, like, I like keyword research as not only it's a, you know, we, we write, here's the deal. We create content for contractors and we, um, we've been able to do it in such a way that leads to higher leads year over year. And I even like to sometimes use Google analytics and uh, we use Google search console to filter out brand queries to make sure that those aren't um, those aren't counted. And I know that a lot of these contractors are doing hard work to increase their brand awareness. So you can filter that out with Google analytics and, and search console. And, um, so basically to me, keyword research is really powerful keyword strategy. I think every contractor could benefit from it. And I've preached so much, Devin, you'll be, you'd be proud to know that I've preached so much that they do some of this themselves. I think they should do some of this themselves. But a lot of them will not ever do these things, unfortunately. And so right. part of it is like, if I can, if we can close a deal with them, if we can work for them, a lot of times they will be better off because we, we work our butts off for their Google organic search and we do paid ads and stuff like that. So I, I obviously have like, I'm like a little like protective because I'm like, 
I think we're doing it, but um, I also get no, and it. I, and I, to piggyback yeah. off that is to say, you know, the best ideas are borrowed and executed better than the last person, right? And that's yeah. what you're saying is you're saying you're taking this 80-20 rule to say, here's what the data says. And we've, we've filtered out A, B, C, and D to really yeah. get the best data for you. What do yeah. you think from your gut? And then you can really, now that's how you're taking both and putting yeah. those together like we talked about earlier. So what, what, what drives me crazy is they don't actually take the time to get the engagement. They just say, this is what it is. And then they yeah. may give you a bunch of keywords that don't actually match up to your business. Or it's your yeah. fault because you don't actually know your business to tell them what keywords, right? Yeah, exactly. I, like, and that's one thing like, so that I'm really into keyword research and, and strategy and I'm really into competitive analysis. So you can kind of look at these competitors and see what they're ranking for. I think I also just know some of what you're saying is true. We, as marketing agencies, we just struggle with that. We struggle with context of what somebody is working on. So I'm also just hurt a little bit by the truth. Devin. Well, I'm and you should, the, truth. Well, the, the, the world of noise is tough, right? Cause yeah. there's so much like think about how fast it's moving. And you talked about all the data you can capture from Google in the click of a couple buttons now. Yeah. And think about a few years ago, how hard it was to get that intellectual property. Like yeah. intellectual property is becoming a thing of the past because it's all yeah. online now, right? If you want some, yeah. you just Google it, right? And the digital natives have lived their whole life that way, right? So there's this paradigm shift is just, it's, it's compounding so fast. Yeah. To where now you have to stop back and say, the, what changed the construction industry forever? The biggest change in, in all three of our lifetimes. I don't know. So I used to ask this question all the time. And every third guest would just be spot on right away. It'd be like the smartphone. It changed immediately. Mm -hmm. That's what changed the game for mm -hmm. all of us in construction. The problem with now is now we all have 50 apps and we can't keep up and you could just sit and we're so distracted by social media. You can't actually get anything done on the tool that changed the game. So now it's actually going all the way back to say uh, the book, everybody's got to go check out my favorite audible and you got to listen to Mr. All right. All right. All right. Matthew McConaughey green lights. Listen to that and say, put yourself in the context right now as we are in the red light of all red lights with COVID, but think about how much people are going to want to get out and engage, but not through their damn phone or screen. Cause we were, we were, it's called a forced winter is what Matthew McConaughey calls it. But think about what's going to come out on the other side. And this is not 10 years away, folks. This is a few months away. So just get ready for that because the green lights are coming, man. And it's going to go back to where we were before. So that's my call to action for you. I like it. Or hopefully the Art of Construction tribe can blend with as you're hooking them to say, at the end of the day, it's just pick up the phone and call somebody. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Like what, what do I want for a Christmas gift? I don't want another BS box of a, nothing. Just pick up the phone and say, dude, you mean the world to me. I miss you. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I got one more question for you here. Um, this is a challenge that we're all facing, no matter who you are, if you serve customers, B2B, B2C, whatever. It's trying to give what is expected of you, the customer, what is expected of them, and trying to get them to consume that information so that we don't have a misalignment of expectations later on in a project that ends up scraping all of our knees against the proverbial gravel. Like what is expected of the customer and how to get them to consume that information. What I've seen is like 
doing it in bullet points and um, doing it in videos that just people won't read or consume that information. So, and even trying to do that in the sales process before they sign a deal or before they put pen to paper or whatever it happens to be, how have you guys tried to get people to consume more past marketing? We're past marketing. We're, well, I guess it's still kind of marketing, but it's like into sales. How do you get them to consume that information that adjusts expectations appropriately before they do a deal? One word is communication. Longer than that is seven times for the first time to have a chance to hear them. So you have to overdo it so much. And you, and I hate to tell you, but you got to be everywhere now. You got to be, you can't just throw one bullet point out there and that'll do the trick. It's a, it's literally all over the place to maybe catch them, right? You got to make the bullet point red and <laughs> bold it. And six more times, show it another way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's good. All right, so say it over and over again. So if you're yeah. trying to create expectation and, and make it clear what their next steps are, say it over and over again. How about you, Scott? Have you got, have you got any other things to add that? Yeah, I was just going to say to use case studies. And again, this is why as a, a really good agency will do this is, understand where something went wrong with your client before and then how you fix that. And don't just make these marketing content theoretical, like construction case studies are the most important part of marketing because people's ears will perk up in the construction industry. They ha- they're like traumatized by things that always go wrong in their projects. So when you base the content off of what you know keeps a contractor up at night because it's happened to them before, that makes mm. them listen. If you start out with yeah. lofty and just like, storytelling from like this high level perspective they're like don't tune in but if you tune in with like immediately hitting them where you know they've really suffered some losses before because things haven't gone well and how Mm -hmm. you're gonna fix that that's the way it is ingrained in their minds to me how about 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 yeah you have to have an internal champion with external guidance and that's what you're talking about your keywords but scott's talking about being internally in ingrained in a window and door company listening to our trusted advisors to truly be champions of these case studies because at the end of the day, you know, it, everybody wants to be organic and real, you know, you don't want this to come across fake and people will move right on, especially in how today's world are right now with politics. Yeah. yeah. And so how about, how about real quick, how about for homeowners, if we're trying to create expectations appropriately, you got, you guys talk to homeowners or is it just through? Yeah. You just got to move yeah. fast. It's two minutes yeah. versus crusty contractor may call you back in two weeks. So you, it's just, a t- it's changing the whole time how it works. So you guys have to communicate that, yeah. Homeowners are always going to be more about um, the experience of of the end product and more so you kind of have to say, you know, trust us, we'll help you every step of the way. They might not even understand what those steps are going to be, you know, just like with like car Mm -hmm. service or with plumbing or these services where the homeowner doesn't even really know what's happening as it's happening. You just have to focus less on overwhelming them with the details that a contractor wants to know and focus more on the experience that they get by being with your brand every step of the way, which is kind of like key dates and times at that point. It's like, here's when you need to know where this is when we're going to be there. This is when, so it's not as much about telling them everything. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't care that much about your one, two, three, four, five step process. Not as much. They just want to know that we have that process as a whole. And yeah, that we're we have be a quality control partner. system. We have, and that's where we talked about the, the the interesting part of the marketing agencies face is like, we get stuck where we're, we wish we could create more processes. They're like, this is quality control checklist for your company. 
and we wish we could like market that, but you have to actually do it too. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah, where I'm talking about the in, internal marketing. That's the, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's key stuff that yeah. say, I got, I already have somebody that does that for me. Yeah. Do, really? Do they understand? Do does your internal champion really understand and can take external guidance? Right. Yeah. And that's back to good leadership and management to not micromanage, but don't expect what you don't inspect. That's and good. you got to inspect it by talking to the salespeople. You know, I'll just end it with is agencies we've had in the past where it hasn't worked out well. They were just not making an effort to talk to our, our salespeople. And I think mm. as an agency, you can't just talk to the owner to understand the story. You have mm. to talk to people throughout the company. And, and yep. that's your job as the agency is to understand the company from all those perspectives. That's huge. Well, that's a great takeaway for me. And uh, I hope that this has been useful for the contractors. Uh, Devin and Scott, where can people find you guys online? We are um, Art of Construction. So theartofconstruction.net um, and Mountain View Window and Door locally here in Denver. It is mtnview.us. And we are also on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. And yeah, and I'm big on LinkedIn if you want to engage. And you can listen awesome. to the Art of Construction podcast on any streaming platform, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. So Art of Construction. Awesome. And then Devin Tilly, it's uh, D-E-V-O-N and then T-I-L-L-Y on LinkedIn. This has been the Hook, Hook Butter Leads podcast. It's hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. Appreciate you guys spending time with me today. And uh, I, I think we got through some really good stuff. At least, at least people are going to relate to your experience. Cause I know, I know that a lot of people have had bad experiences with uh, marketing agencies. Out well, there, thanks so. for putting yourself out there, Tim. Like when you put your out there to get constructive criticism, that's how you move forward. So we're big fans of what you're doing. Yeah. Thank All you. Right, appreciate Appreciate you guys.